0: Welcome. This is Beyond the Illusion. In this episode, we have a conversation with author and psychotherapist Jamie Lerner. At the time of this recording, Jamie is in Illinois, so we used software to connect us for this conversation. She describes the work she does now as helping people move forward by using an integrative shift to well-being. And I love that because... It's being able to direct your life in a way that is in line with who you really are, to shift your awareness toward yourself and be more conscious of your internal dialogue. This is a great conversation and an important one for those of us that are actively working on treating ourselves better. And I have one last thing to mention before we go to the conversation. You'll notice that my co-host, Tayana isn't here for this conversation. And that's because she had the flu during the time of this recording. Thankfully, she recovered quickly because I realized that it's much easier to do these interviews when she's there. Now, let's go to the conversation with Jamie Lerner and myself. So, how are you today?
1: I'm really good. How are you? I'm good.
0: Yeah, it's been kind of a hectic day a little bit, but you know, they happen, so... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah, today, is not going to be here, unfortunately, because she's not feeling well. So, yeah, I guess I'll just start with kind of asking, you know, you to tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and your background a little bit.
1: Okay, so I was trained as a psychotherapist, and I had a private practice, but I never really felt comfortable throughout the entire time I am was um, in my practice asking people to continually look back because I'm thinking that most of us want to move forward. So after a long time of really feeling out of alignment with what I was doing, I scrapped that and I studied and traveled and now I do something really different, which I love, which is the integrative approach to well-being, which is really just assisting people in assisting themselves to get from where they are to where they want to be by gently making a shift. So that's what I'm doing now. Okay.
0: That's so interesting. Yeah. Cause something you said really kind of struck me is that you had this practice going and you didn't feel like you were in alignment with it. So you just, I guess, just dropped one day and decided to go in a different direction. And I know for a lot of people that Seems really scary and it probably took a lot of courage on your part. What was that like?
1: Well, I realized there was never going to be a good time to do it. However, it was like this nagging feeling um, that I had throughout pretty much the entire time, even when I was in um, graduate school, knowing that there was another way. And I think now, because it's many years later, that there's really um, more room for that kind of approach. But back then there, there wasn't. Yeah. So I knew that I really could not help anyone help themselves unless I was doing something that felt right for me. Um, because that's really what I wanted to encourage other people to do is to tap, tap into their intuitive knowing and to guide themselves from the inside out and to find their way instead of being in their own way, which I think we often are when we keep looking back and using our past as the excuse for all kinds of reasons why we're not actually going where we want to go or being who we want to be.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that's really, uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said that you needed to change yourself so that you could help others because, you know, being out of alignment yourself, other people would have definitely picked up on that. And I don't feel like you probably would have been as successful, you know, at doing it that way. Just going through my life, I can always tell when, you know, somebody's happy and and, in alignment and, you know, on their real true path and versus like somebody who's maybe stuck or a little bit, you know, out of alignment. Do you help? people who feel like they're stuck in life?
1: Um, I, I help them help themselves because I think that that's all we can do is helping professional people is to help them step back into their own personal power as they begin to see that they can. They can make a gentle shift and have some clarity. I think a lot of our clarity comes from embracing the contrast. And the contrast, of course, is everything that we are not wanting. So it really is an interesting process because a lot of people don't even know that that's an option, that they can shift out of feeling so stuck. And a lot of people don't even know that being happy is an option. So sometimes when we invite them to um kind of step into that process we give them permission then it's much easier for people to start looking towards that little opening of light to move forward to
0: yeah definitely as you were you know growing up as a child and everything did you ever picture yourself doing this kind of work were you always pretty open-minded about things like that or did it just happen gradually for you
1: i was born with a real knowing and i think we all are Um, However, I grew up in a family that was super allowing. So I had all kinds of room to be whoever I was. I was super rebellious. I was certainly a handful. (laughs) I was way ahead of my time. And I was not the child that Most parents wanted their child to be friends with. (laughs) (laughs) I was impossible to influence. And I still am. I really hear the sound of my own voice clearer than any other voice. So um, I really encourage people to get back to that connection with themselves because it's there. And when we actually can do that for ourselves, it really feels like we're coming home to ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, I, I do think that there are certain people who um, you can tell that like, oh yeah, they've like, they're comfortable in their own skin and um, they know what they want to do. And, you know, it's it's pretty clear sometimes. You wrote a book about all of this. So can, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about your book?
1: Sure. It's called The Ever-Loving Essence of You. And really the book is um, a dedication to the relationship that um, I had such a difficult time understanding and sorting through with my mom, because here I was, super connected to myself, and yet I could not find the connection to the very person that brought me into this world. Um, And it really took me half my life to figure this out. I mean, my parents were amazing and, um, but, not emotionally available to us. So although they were super supportive of everything that we wanted to do and they encouraged it, um, they emotionally were not really present for us, there are five of us. Um, So it was only when my mom was um, intubated and she was put into medically induced coma uh, and she was um, in the ICU and I was spending time with her and really could feel all the love pouring out of her to me. And I thought, wow, this is like the beginning of our mother and daughter relationship. And then a few days later, she transitioned. And I really understood that my inability to connect with my mom was her inability to be connected to herself. So she spent her entire life, and it was an amazing life that she had, sidestepping the most important relationship and that was the relationship that she was to have with herself so that's when I sat down with a friend of mine and this book kind of like you know poured through me and it really is about creating and recreating the most important relationship that we can have and that is with ourselves
0: yeah I've personally struggled with that a lot myself you know and it, it was a quite a journey just to get to the point where i realized that that was a major part of my life that was missing was that i didn't appreciate myself and i didn't have that self love and I, it's a it's a constant process you know i'm still working on that a lot but um i think a lot of people don't don't even get there don't even get to that point where it's like hey you know, I matter too. And, um, you know, you were talking about your parents and how they, they didn't really um, express how they felt towards you, and, you know, as you were growing up. And I feel like that's the same case with a lot of people and parents and, and their parents, because we live in a culture and in a society where there's so much emphasis put on, on the workplace and to get things done and to live a certain way that we almost forget like the real important stuff you know
1: well the most important voice that we can hear is within ourselves and and that's really the message because we we need to reconnect with ourselves and we can use all of our past experiences and our relationship from our, you know people of origin is our excuse to do that, or we can use that as our very excuse not to do that. Hmm. And I encourage people to use that as their excuse to do it, because at the end of the day, your connection with yourself, your um, the way you speak to yourself, the way you hear yourself, really is more valuable than input from anybody on the outside.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Do you um, do you have specific uh, techniques that you would help people to to do those sorts of things for themselves?
1: Well, I ask people to quiet the mind chatter <laughs> because yeah. we have a lot of mind chatter, and it's kind of like static, and we're not even really sure what that's all about. But if we could kind of quiet the mind chatter and just kind of begin to listen for the way that we're speaking to ourselves, about ourselves, I think we could only laugh because we probably would not speak to another person the way we speak to ourselves. And, you know, I think we need to use laughter and create some levity around this so that we can kind of unpack some of the tone and language that we begin to um kind of ask ourselves like is this even true the things that i'm saying to myself about myself probably all day long and 90 percent of it is not true so (laughs) (laughs) you know then i ask people like you know how can we isolate a few words and just change the tone of that so that we can begin to speak nicer and kinder to ourselves about ourselves
0: yeah, that's really great advice. Yeah, I I would, I think I'm gonna try that exercise actually. <laughs> you know, writing down what I'm saying to myself and and how I'm saying it, because you're right. A lot of times we can be very harsh inside our own minds, and um, that does have to have an effect on us, you know, in some way.
1: I think it does, and a lot of it is and a kind of like vibrational residue. It's unconscious um, words and phrases that. Um, people said to us from our family of origin and we really are unaware of what those things are but we believed and so then we just started repeating them to ourselves without even realizing what they were
0: yeah yeah absolutely and and you you made another good point about you know bringing some levity to the situation oh you know like
1: it, i'm laughing all day long because <laughs> it's it really is it's absurd. The things that we say to ourselves you could only laugh when I mean, you have to so
0: <laughs> yeah that's true if i think about what i've actually said to myself in my head and if i was saying it to another person it would be comical it would just be ridiculous you know
1: yes and
0: yes. <laughs> and, and i i have noticed that you know recently you know i've been studying a lot of this kind of stuff and uh, a lot of people say that they say like you know they they got cancer one day and they decided like, oh, they're just going to watch funny movies and that's how they got over it. And I was like, that sounds, you know, so simple, but, um, you know, laughing, it really does have this effect on you. It has this energetic shift that happens, you know? And I think like, it's almost like things come into alignment when you laugh. Yes.
1: I I think that's really true. It's certainly a way to reconnect with yourself.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's very powerful. You know, it seems so simple, but, um, really does have a pretty pretty big effect on us so i think that's great advice so you on your website you talk about um you know love and relationships and with your family and even with your partner and so is that a lot of the and i know you you have also you you hold sessions and you you interact with people face to face and what what would a session with you be like
1: well a lot of the work i do now is not face to face anymore which is so wonderful you know okay. I, um, a lot of them are telephone conversations and Skype calls. And I also have a texting business, which is, like, fantastic because I have people that I work with all over the world, which is really super cool. Oh, but, wow, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's called the Quickie, a lovely texting option. Um, but, you know, I, I think that um, initially it's really important that people begin to, like, take a deep breath and feel some ease around their current current situation because their current situation is a moment in their life. It's really not their life, even though it feels like it. So I try to help people reframe whatever that current situation is that has them so upset. And it's interesting. It's often not the situation that is upsetting, but it's how we feel about the situation. So if we can change the way we feel about whatever the situation is, our current situation, then I think it's really a lot easier to um, to begin from there and start unpacking it and looking at it and creating some ease around it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's so easy to lose perspective, you know, when you're in the heat of the moment, you know. And, um, yeah, if you just take a step back, it's almost like, oh, even like today, I was just telling you, you know, when the conversation started that, you know, I had a really hectic day and I, I could tell in, in my mind, I was like starting to be like, you know, in that place where I'm like really kind of hard on myself, like, oh, you could have done this or you could have done that and it made it easier for yourself. But, you know, and, and really in, in the big picture of it all, you know, it, it's one day. It's really, it's it's not a big deal. Like, you know, tomorrow will be different and even the next day. So, yeah, taking that perspective, it does really help.
1: And it's not even a day. It's just a moment. So if we were to take things just like one moment at a time, because even if we get stuck in a moment, we can just move on to the next moment.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, as you... Worked on yourself, you know. I imagine to to do what you do, you had to do some work on on yourself over the years. And was there any practice or person or, or book or or people that that helped you along your way that really stood out to you?
1: Um, I'm always working on myself, but once again, I'm always laughing too because um, it really helps me a lot to understand the moments that I am disconnected, and why. And and I'll, then I'll tell you about my mentor. Um, but I think that one of the, um, the best indications for us when we are disconnected from ourselves is when we're judging other people. So the moment that we can see ourselves and feel ourselves in judgment of another, it's like such a great Reminder to us in this moment that we're disconnected from ourselves because when we're connected to ourselves, we don't judge other people. So, if we're judging other people, we're actually judging ourselves and just projecting. And when we can catch ourselves and we can, with loving curiosity, and I mean loving because we've already determined that we're judging other people and we're judging ourselves. We need the loving curiosity. We need the moment Mm -hmm. where we can take a breath and ask ourselves, okay, in this moment, you know, I am clearly disconnected. How can I hook myself back up with me? How can I reconnect myself? You know, and laughter is a great way to do it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's something that, uh, sometimes I think we can do almost automatically is, yeah. is compare ourselves to others in a way, or even, yeah, like you said, like judge them, you know, and sometimes you don't even mean to do it. You're just find yourself doing it. And uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's, I think that's a, one of the hardest things to kind of unprogram yourself to do is, is, you know, looking at other people with the critical eye instead of just like an open heart.
1: Well, you're actually looking at yourself with that critical eye. And that's why it's so important to acknowledge in this moment you're disconnected from yourself. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a good way of putting it, yeah. yeah. You are disconnected from yourself.
1: Yeah. Um, The teachings of Abraham Hicks, it's um, Esther and Jerry Hicks. So they are my teachers and mentors. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with their work, but it's Mm -hmm. really, it's fantastic, you know. The, the basis of their work is really about joy. And um, it's, um, you know, how can we live on this vibrationally high um, level and connect with people through that? And it's it's really, to me, inspiring work because none of it is heavy and they make it seem so easy, almost too easy. and. People find it almost impossible that it could be so easy <laughs> but it is it's really easy the basis of their work is also that we have no control over anything except two things what we're choosing to think about and how we're choosing to feel and if you think about that that's pretty true
0: yeah it is true yeah and, and you're right so you said that it's easy and people don't believe that it's easy because, I mean, I think a lot of us, we hold this core belief that things that are worth it are hard to come by.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And it doesn't really have to be that way. I mean, if you hold yeah. that belief, it will be that way.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's right.
0: So, so. have you, um, did they hold like conferences and things like that? Have,
1: oh, have, yeah. Have you well, attended? Um, okay. So yes, I've been to on their cruises to Hawaii, I've been to lots of conferences and workshops and they've written many books and they have many YouTube um, you know, videos that people can watch and it's it's just really great work. It really is.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I've obviously I've heard a lot of them because I, I do this podcast and we we interview people who talk about these kind of topics. And, um, their name comes up a lot, you know, but I've never really read any of their stuff. I I saw them on the secret, you know, many years ago and that's how I know them. But, um, or Abraham, I guess was on the secret and, uh, yeah, a lot of people say the same thing, like, Oh yeah, they're really wonderful. And they're doing this really great work. Um, And she's
1: really funny. That's the other thing too. She, you know, she, she really like infuses a lot of humor, which is so great because people they, you know, especially in the workshops, they go up on stage and they're so intense and they're starting to tell their story. And then she just, like, comes in and, like, blows it all out of the water with, like, <laughs> some really funny comment. And it's great. And then you just see the whole room, like, take a great, big, deep breath. Yeah. And you realize that, like, there's so many other ways to approach this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's probably the best approach, you know, yeah, is with a it's light, right. you know, light heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's really cool. So you, hey, you've traveled around to, to see them and, and do all yeah. that then. Oh, that's really great. Yeah. yeah. So where are you, by the way? Where, are you, where do you live?
1: So I live in a suburb of Chicago. I live on 17 um, glorious acres in the country. That's oh. about 30 miles from Chicago.
0: Oh, that sounds so. wonderful.
1: It is. It's really
0: nice. See, yeah, I bet. I was going to ask you. So you know, uh, you're you're talking about all these things, and, and um and it's and it really is helpful. And it's what you're doing is actually perpetuating the work of your mentors, you know. And it's not like just them doing this; like you're doing this now too. And I see that happening a lot, and I see it happening more and more. It's almost like it's building on itself, and it's this this shift is happening, you know, all around the planet and more and more people are becoming awake and aware of, of these things. And so what is your
1: take on that? Well, it's a very exciting time. I mean, I think that we really are entering a super conscious time in in history, which is wonderful, you know? And the other thing too is, you know, you can become aware of something and conscious of something and make a choice not to do anything about it. You know, but that's making a choice. So I, I, that's the other thing I like to tell people, you know, that you, you could like intuitive knowing, you can tap into your intuition and listen to yourself and choose not to listen to yourself. But every time you acknowledge that you actually heard yourself, that's very empowering. And you begin to trust yourself more and more and more. Yeah. So, You know, people talk about intuition now all the time. And I think that um, there is a study that showed that this is like one of the highest form of intelligence is intuition.
0: Oh, absolutely. And intuition is, um, I was having a conversation with some people yesterday and, and this topic came up. And someone said, you know, they were talking about intuition and then I said, well, yeah, you know, everyone has it. And, and some people just trust theirs more than others. And and some people are able to practice using their intuition and, and tapping into that. And they obviously get better and better at it. And other people, obviously, if they're not practicing it, do not. And I feel like uh, I happen to be on the end of the spectrum where I don't trust it as much. I'm aware of it at times, but I'll, tend to intellectualize what's coming in and then it kind of loses its, you know, its value because I kind of like think it away, you know, <laughs> or I it's, overanalyze it or something, you know,
1: I have never heard anyone say I should not have listened to myself. And I hear people all the time say I should have listened to myself. So even if you're not going to listen to yourself, at least acknowledge that you heard yourself and make, made the choice to not listen because that is very self-empowering yeah and you will trust yourself more and more and more and what you do with that information is completely different conversation
0: yeah that's terrific advice i actually wrote that down like acknowledge yourself you know yeah yeah that's great so you uh you have a family you have kids right you're
1: I have grandchildren too. I have <laughs> I have three grown boys and I have four grandchildren. I am a, a super nana. <laughs> oh, that's
0: awesome. So, yeah, cuz I have a daughter and um I'm just wondering like do you ever do they ever ask you about this kind of stuff or do you talk to uh, with them or
1: you, you know, my um kids grew up with me always asking them what they thought. So, I really allowed my children to guide themselves from the inside out. You know, like there's an example in the book, if on a school night, if one of my kids wanted to go to a party and they had homework, and I would say, well, what do you think you should do? You know, if you think you should go to the party, then, you know, you should go to the party. And it was so interesting because in those particular instances, it really allowed the child or my child to ask themselves what they thought was best instead of me telling them what I thought and giving them the opportunity to push against it. So, you know, how can we encourage our children to um, trust themselves, to consider themselves, to think for themselves? Yeah, And I think that this is a really great way of consciously parenting our children. Now, even my grandchildren, when we go somewhere, I will never say to my grandchildren, you know, say your name, say hello, say thank you. It's none of that. If someone says, you know, what's your name? And my granddaughter doesn't say her name. I will just say this is Izzy. Or if someone says, you know, gives her something, I will just say thank you. Because I think the most important thing is to teach our children authentic communication. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Not just repeating yeah. The outside world, what we're prompting them to repeat because we want to look good. And that's usually what happens.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times I feel like it's just us um, wanting to feel good for ourselves yes. instead, instead exactly, of letting which is that person. How a lot of
1: parenting yeah. is done, which I must, must say is not conscious parenting at all it really
0: isn't yeah and you know it goes really for everybody you know i I find sometimes even with my wife that she'll say something that i'm like oh i wouldn't have said it that way but i'm glad she did you know it's it's just you know letting people be themselves is for me at least because i'm a kind of a control freak i've I've realized (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah and it's you know it's like you said though it's more about me and my internal dialogue really than anything it's it's you know, my acceptance of myself, really.
1: Exactly. So this whole practice and process of allowing, which I talk about in the book too, is it's really interesting because when we are clear for ourselves and doing what feels right for ourselves, we tend to extend that same courtesy to other people. And we allow them to do or be however they need to be for themselves. But when we are unclear, For ourselves, we are not minding our own business. We are pointing our finger at other people. We are judging them. We are trying to control what they are doing. And so I once again, I say that what a great opportunity to catch yourself and acknowledge, oh my goodness, like I need to get back to me. What am I not doing for me? Because I'm so busy here looking at other people and thinking about what they should or should not be doing. So little reminders, I think, that can help us really reconnect with ourselves, ask ourselves what we're needing, what we're wanting, how we're feeling, what we're thinking. And all of this has nothing to do with another or the other. (laughs) This is all just relationship with ourselves, about ourselves, for ourselves, so that we can go on to create better relationships with other people by allowing them to be who and where they are.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's, that's it right there. Uh, It's funny because um, I've had a few people on the podcast recently and like the last two or three of them have had that pretty much the same theme of what you're saying now. And um, even one guy went so far as to say that, you know, all of his spiritual growth came from the self, you know, from working on the self, from analyzing the self and, and realizing, you know, exactly what you were saying, like his internal dialogue, his his thoughts, you know, and that's where all of his spiritual growth came from was this, you know, attention on the self. And he we really emphasized that. And um I, I feel like he's right, you know, when he said that I feel I felt in myself like that there was a lot of truth to what he was saying.
1: Yeah. There's really nothing outside of ourselves. It's it's all within. And when we're open to receiving, the universe provides just unbelievable information for us to download. I mean, we have no idea how or why we know what we know, but when we trust that this is being like provided from the universe, it's just unbelievable. I mean, it just kind of flows through us in such an unrestricted way.
0: Yeah. What a wonderful way to live too if you were able to really be in touch with that and stay in that, you know, that place and uh, and let that higher part of yourself guide your life, you know.
1: Yes, then there's all kinds of unconditional loving, unconditional e- acceptance, unconditional everything. It really is it's um it's lovely.
0: Yeah, so when you were you know um deciding to write this book and and even before that, and you were you know learning from your mentors and just going through your journey, did you have any specific points that were like really big breakthroughs or was it just more of a gradual thing?
1: You know I don't think I think a lot of this work is really like in some ways subtle, and I think what begins to happen as we become clearer for ourselves we begin to feel better. So it's kind of like, um, it's more like a a thought feeling thing where your thoughts become happier, your feelings become happier, you feel lighter, you feel freer. Once again, it's all about the self, you know? Um, And this book really flowed through me and I think there's a book in all of us. If anyone has ever thought to write a book, sit down and just allow that information to flow through you. Because I do, I think everyone's got a really interesting story to tell.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, th- I feel like everyone does have an awesome story to tell. That's the reason I ask people. You know, when I interview people like you, um, we, we talk about what they do in their life and in their you know their project or their their consultations or whatever they do you know for a living and like you with your book you know and I, I love talking about that stuff because people are really passionate about it and that's why they did it but to me the more interesting stuff is always like their personal story you know yeah. that's because everyone's is so unique you know every, no one has the same story and you know two people might be you know Reiki practitioners and that's very similar but if you start asking them about their stories you know these people are vastly different and that to me is really the interesting thing and the reason a lot of the reason I do this podcast is so other people can hear that yeah it is like that for me in a way but I didn't go through what they went through and that's just so fascinating you know
1: yeah everyone has their own individual version
0: do you feel like that's a part of why you work with want to work with people and want to help people what do you know what drives you to do that
1: i get super excited when people buy into and and step into personal responsibility because people can begin to manifest just amazing lives for themselves i mean it's really about how can we consciously create the life that we want to live and then when people actually do it it's so fun. It really is. And it happens really quickly. You know? So that's why I love this work. This work has so little to do with me. It really does. It's it's really about people. You know, it, it's how can we assist people in assisting themselves? Mm. And and that's what I think the helping profession is all about. It's not about us. It's about them
0: yeah it's about them helping themselves yeah.
1: yes and tapping into all their internal resources and knowing that they are their own greatest resource they really are
0: yeah it, you know it's funny it reminds me of something that uh you know I, I read and i'm into like a lot of channeled material i don't know if you're mm-hmm. aware of it but there's like uh this, there's a whole world of that stuff out there and there's this one stuff that i really got into and it's called the law of one And these beings talk about how pretty much exactly what you're saying is that, you know, we only can teach ourselves like no one can teach us some something to us. They can show it to us and make it aware. But the only one who can teach ourselves is us. And I'd never heard that before, you know. And when I read that, it just made so much sense. I was like, you know what? That's true. Because. You can't teach someone something else. They have to they have to teach themselves what it exactly. is. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. And especially if something resonates with you, you know, then it's so much easier to breathe it in, to take it in, to apply it, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you're gravitating towards something and it resonates with you, go for it. Like trust yourself. You know, you totally know.
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah, and that knowing, that feeling of knowing is um, is something that's indescribable, too. Like, you just, sometimes you just know. Like, you, yeah. you don't know how you know, you just do. And you I don't do. think it's for us to know how. I think it's just... No, you're right. Yeah. You're
1: absolutely right. It doesn't matter how or why. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't.
0: No, and so. we get caught up in that game of trying to figure things out too much, I think.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, and then we lose the essence of it. Mm-hmm. So. But it's okay. It'll come back. You know, our inner being is tapping us on the shoulder all day long. Yeah. So if your inner being isn't getting your attention now, don't worry. It will not stop trying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's us, you know, it's, it's never going to leave. Yeah. So, so how can people find out about your book?
1: Um, they can go to my website it's www.jamie-lerner.com and everything about what i do and podcasts and this podcast as well will be on there and the book you can get on amazon and there's tons of free stuff to look at and yeah it's um it's all there it's um it's a, it's really a nice feeling website too so usually when people go to the website, they know immediately, like, this is for me or no, it's not.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. I went to your website and I was like, oh, this is really nice. You know, I yeah. like this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and for really some great. people, they're like, no, this is not for me. And I appreciate that, you know, then I don't waste anyone else's time. They don't waste my time. You know, and there's all kinds of resources out there. Find what feels good to you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I feel like this kind of flew by. You know, we we covered a lot of stuff. And um, is there anything else that you wanted the listeners to hear? Or
1: no, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been great.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you coming in. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. I'd like to say thank you very much to Jamie Lerner for taking the time to talk with us and for sharing her knowledge with us. If you'd like to learn more about Jamie, her services, or her book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You, please visit her website, jamie-lerner.com. That's spelled J-A-M-I-E-L-E-R-N-E-R.com. I'd also like to thank Tiana Roser for all the work she does to keep this podcast going and Casey Henson for creating the music we use on this podcast. For more information about us or to access past episodes, please visit our website beyondtheillusionpodcast.com and you can find us on social media as well. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a rating for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. This will help other people find us. Take care.